live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all, and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end, destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Well, guys, we are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. And, boy, do we got an episode for you tonight. Thank you very much for sticking around all day on this President's Day. I know a lot of you guys were able to watch more shows than usual today, and you got to be uh, get familiar with some of the other hosts. I hope you enjoyed the show. Big show. Big Big congratulations to Isabella Riley Moody on her biggest show ever. And, of course, big shout-out to the rest of the LFA TV family and the LFA TV hosts. You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting, as always, from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, folks. And it is a pleasure and an honor to do this job. It's not easy to do this job, and it's not easy for you guys to be here every day getting the news that you get. But guess what? Without you, America would have been done a long time ago. Without you people wearing the full armor of God, fighting at the tip of the spear every day, there would no longer be even a, even a glimpse of America. But thank God for all you tip of the spear people that are here on LFA. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's no, it's no, uh, it's no secret what tonight's show is going to be. Uh, mainly... Um, Centered around, and that is, you know, we, we, we are gathering around one of our own right now. Arguably the most tip of the spear man in what we do. We are watching one of our own stand up strong. We are watching one of our own look like he's being tore down and demoted. But ladies and gentlemen, what looks like a setback from the devil is only a setup from God. Can I get an amen? And we're going to get to a lot of that. Tonight, we're also going to be talking about Pfizer going to court. We're going to be talking about another died suddenly theory. We're going to be talking about another manufacturing plant explosion. Wow. Almost like we could call it out, right? And of course, we're going to be talking about Bernie Sanders and how he loves capitalism. And so much more here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But the the first video of the evening, what I would like to play for you, is when arguably the two most formidable threats to the United States of America, let me say that one more time, arguably the most formidable threats to the United States of America and Western way of life, is when you see Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin making pancakes together. I think that might scare the world. Go ahead and roll this clip. Just hanging out. 
making pancakes while the world burns, while they gear up for their fight in World War III to transition the United States of America out of the world superpower, transition the dollar into the bricks. Just making pancakes. I'm making pancakes. Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, this video that I'm showing you, right here, should be the most alarming and the most scary video that you've seen. And unless you understand the implications of what you're seeing here, then you don't understand what I'm talking about. But anybody who's the tip of the spear knows exactly what I'm talking about, folks. The devils of the world uniting. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. This was posted today at 9.17 a.m. So when you have Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin making pancakes together, while Joseph Robinette Biden, the sniffer and thief, is walking along, yep, crepes, pancakes, whatever, is walking along with the leather thong-wearing midget from anywhere but Oz. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've got a formidable fight in front of us. I think we've got a formidable fight in front of us. But really, the question that everybody needs to be asking is this right here. Can we get, uh, can we get our sound bites? Here's the question right here that everybody should be asking. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? That's the question we should be asking. Where is Hunter? Let's pull up the live chat real quick. We're going to go to the Lord and we're going to ask the Lord to continue this revival and continue to bless us. But right now we're going to do some shout outs. JL Jazz is in the building. Miguel Ortiz is in the building. How you doing? Mr. Chuff Chocolate is here. Chick 73 is here. We've got Barbara Peters. She's here. How are you, girl? Chaps 169. How are you? Lord Fishy is here. Shelly Rose is here. Victoria is in the building. How are you, girl? Good to see you. Good to see you. W. Wilson is here. C. Cappy, we love you. We love you, C. Cappy, and you are never lost. Remember that big boy 99 is in the building. Sexy Maga is here. Just keep enemies closer. There you go. There you go. 43 Gators is here. How are you? Green Broccoli is here. Lacey Barkalo is here. Suzanne 15, thank you very much, Suzanne, for all your hard work. Thank you very much for helping LFA continue to be the tip of the spear and all of you guys who send us all your stories. We may not always give you the, the credit, but ladies and gentlemen, we are always watching. Let's slow this chat down. If you see my cursor right here on the screen, go up to your little three dots here, enable slow chat. It doesn't seem like it slows down. It takes a minute for the algorithm to catch, catch up, but it actually does work. Patrick Merrick, good to see you from Montana. How are you? Sherry Ann, hello. Good to see you. RD Camp, hello. How are you? Give a couple more here, and then we're going to get right to it, folks. We've got Iris Hannah Aguilar, Mateo 2018, LFA producer. You do not get a shout out. You're in the other room, but we love you. Everybody make sure that you rumble rant to keep the LFA producer's job secured. And one more here. Let's give it to Brown Sugar. That Brown Sugar, baby. How you doing? Good to see you. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. We're going to get right to the Lord because we need the, we need the Lord now more than ever. And you would say, Jeremy, what do you mean? We need him now more than ever. We're seeing a revival. That's why we need now more than ever. We've got, we've got, a, we've got, a, uh, we've got momentum. We've got momentum and we've got to keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to keep it moving. So thank you. If you're new here, please do me the humble favor of 
following this show, subscribing to this show. We have nine hours a day. Big shout out to Lisa from Pennsylvania. We've got nine hours a day, 9 p.m. to 6 p.m. every single day, and we're going to be adding more shows, and we appreciate it. And your likes, just your thumbs up, are actually a way to rate our shows, not even the views. You like it, give it a thumbs up. You don't like it, give it a thumbs down. Either way, it goes toward the algorithm, and thank you. <laughs> MDSC said, I got my Enviro cleanse. Well, good for you. Great, great job. I'm ho- I hope the, uh, the breathing better become- comes uh, really quick. The worst case scenario in your life that I might stop loving you is not even in the realm of possibility. So rejoice that you don't have to perform well enough to earn my love nor to keep it. Thank you for the donations coming in, guys. This love is a pure gift. It's not merit-based, unconditional love. You could literally do... You could, you could spit in the face of God 24-7 for 30 years and he'd still love you. That's love, ladies and gentlemen. This is love and it's a pure gift flowing out of my own perfect, perfect righteousness. It secures your connection to me, your savior, for all eternity. Have you ever, has any human ever loved you like that? I don't know. Romans 8.39, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation We'll be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. And John 10.10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God, Christianity sets you free. It doesn't enslave you in any way, shape, or form. A big mistake that I made. By the way, make sure you guys are unfollowing immediately. Project Veritas, that's right. Make sure you are unfollowing Project Veritas. As you can see, we've got the live ticker up here. Don't worry, CNN, we got a little ticker of our own. Every time Project Veritas loses another follower, an angel gets its wing, ladies and gentlemen. And before you turn out the light, allow my healing presence to draw ever closer to me. And it really is true, folks. You just got to focus on that amount of love that you're getting. And if you focus on that amount of love, well, ladies and gentlemen... Everything else comes to, uh, come to fruition, right? So anyway, let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Please remove your hats. And let's acknowledge the fact that none of this is possible without God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, this LFA family prays. Amen. Where there are two or more gathered, and I have a feeling there's a lot more gathering here than there is on the Project Veritas Twitter page. So if you're ready, I'm ready. I'm going to need you to share the video. I'm going to need you to get it out on the platforms that hate my guts that don't want me there. I'm going to need you to click that little thumbs up button. I'm going to need you to ask your friends to come in because it is live from America time. Lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp of the day. Here we go, folks. When one door closes, God opens another. When one door closes, God opens another. I promised you that 
When I figured out exactly what was going on with Project, Project Veritas, I would play for you its entirety. I said to, to, today that James O'Keefe needed to come out. He needed to come out and he needed to say it. He needed to come out and he needed to let us know. He needed to not worry about non-disclosure agreements. He needed to not worry about non-compete clauses. He needs to come out and he needs to be James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe. Literally Project Veritasing, Project Veritas. Literally putting these guys in the same microscope that he puts some of the most evil people on planet Earth. You could not get another movie. As a matter of fact, we are watching a movie unfold before our eyes. The one man that could expose anybody and work for the company that everybody was afraid of. Work for the company that the FBI, the DOJ, the NSA, Homeland Security, and everybody else in the federal agencies, all these stupid alphabet agencies called Project Veritas, the terrorist organization a right-wing white supremacist, Trump-supporting MAGA terrorist organization, and wouldn't it be just a movie that the one man who is the face of Project Veritas ends up outing and exposing the very same company he works for and then rides off into the sunset free as a bird, able to take everything that he's built with him, You can, because that's what's going to happen, able to take everything that he built with him, ladies and gentlemen, crumble the past and say hello to the future. If you ask me, when God closes one door, he opens another one. I stand with James O'Keefe. There's 3,300 people watching right now on this show. I better see every single person in this chat put I stand with James O'Keefe. If you cannot be in this chat, then you need to hurry up and you need to get yourself a profile here on, here on Rumble. Do not be left in the dusk. This company right here, Rumble, is where YouTube was 10 years ago. Become part of a movement right now. Get in this profile. Say, I stand with James O'Keefe because I'm about to play for you pretty much, not the whole thing, but pretty much the entire James O'Keefe statement. And I am so glad. Praise God. Praise God. All of you guys were praying today. What's going on with James O'Keefe? All of you guys were praying, God, please let James O'Keefe be okay. Please let him be okay. Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to be better than okay, but I cannot. I cannot play this video without at least telling you this first. I told you this business is hard, and I don't even have a little bit of what James O'Keefe has to deal with in his job, okay? I had the FBI come to me once. James O'Keefe literally had FBI for surveillance for the last 13 years, ladies and gentlemen. And before I play this video, I want you guys to understand the lifestyle that James O'Keefe has to live. You guys have seen these videos, these movies of the mafia and the FBI, right? You guys have seen the FBI agents put an undercover agent in the mafia or the government puts an undercover agent in the Hells Angels and they have to be, they have to live a dual lifestyle for a year, two years. They have to immerse themselves in being undercover. That's what James O'Keefe and his team do. That is what his team do, does. So it is a very, very high stress environment. And yes, some of those people that are living dual lives for a while, they might not have been very uh, happy with the fact that James O'Keefe didn't say, oh, how are you doing from time to time? And he acknowledges that. But don't think for a second that the people that are in this role did not sign up for this role. And the problem here is not the people that are undercover, like literally putting their lives and their families' lives on the line when you're talking about Pfizer and stuff like this. It's a very, very tough environment to be in. It's not those people that are bad within Project Veritas. It's the higher-ups. It's the board. It's the executives. They're the scumbags sitting around smoking their high-priced cigars, wearing their massively expensive suits, living in their wonderful homes, collecting all that donor money, and, and absolutely Adam Schiffing all over. James O'Keefe who's putting in the work, who's putting him and his team's life on the line, who literally is traveling all over the country, trying to do anything he can. If there is no James O'Keefe, there is no Project Veritas. Just understand that going into this video. Now, there are going to be times. 
There are going to be times, ladies and gentlemen. Eli just said that that video of, of Putin and Xi Jinping uh, making pancakes was from a while ago. Yeah, I didn't know when it was from. I know that the video was posted at 9.17 this morning. The problem with that is, is that when Russia and China are making crepes or pancakes together at any time in this last you know, six-year interruption between the 2030 project, it is scary. But now let's move on. I'm going to play this whole video for you, or at least most of it. I'm going to be cutting in, doing commentary throughout it. I think we owe this to James. Now, I know there's people that are going, I've already seen the whole video. I don't want to watch it again. And for that, I'm sorry. I know there's people that say, I want to see more news than just this. Folks, this is one of our own. This is the man who led most of us into the fire. And when I met James O'Keefe, I said, what message would you give to young people in the LFA family? You guys remember this two years ago. James O'Keefe did not have to give me an interview. He could have gave it to Fox News. He could have gave it to Newsmax. He could have gave it to OAN. He could have gave it to Real America's Voice News. They were all standing around me. No, he picked me, the one little chubby guy with a gimbal, the one little chubby guy sitting there holding up his phone about 50 pounds heavier going, can I get an interview with you, James? James gave me an interview out of everybody. He gave me an interview and I asked him what message that he would give to the people. And he said, run into the fire, run into the flames. He said, if I could give any advice, it would be what my mentor gave me, Andrew Breitbart. And it said, when everybody else is running from the flames, you run in. Holly says, why are you trying to convince us? Play it. Calm down, Holly. Not trying to convince you of anything. It's coming. Patience. Let's go to the video. I think it's fitting that, you know, we're here on President's Day. (laughs) Um, So um, I I wrote these so I could get the words right, you know, but it's obviously from the heart. and, And I wanted to do this in person with you all, not over a Zoom or Teams. And, you know, he's gonna film it and and this is, these are intended just for the family here at Project Veritas. You know, this is just for us. I, I recognize that when you send something out to 60 people, but I'm, I'm not going to do that today. I'm, so, you know, so I just wanted to tell you the truth. So, so I'm going to read this and I'm going to try my best to, you know, speak from the heart. But I did write these words and I want to tell you what's going on. So here we go. Uh, it's going to take me about 15 minutes to do this. Uh, journalism is reporting things powerful people want kept hidden for the wrong reasons, moral wrongs, bad behaviors, as journalists were the custodians of the public's conscience. And as we've gone deeper and deeper exposing and illuminating corruption, the lies hidden from public view, the line that separates good and evil becomes more clear. Not just in the institutions we investigate, but within one another. Throughout my 13 years doing this, our mission has evolved from simply being about exposing the truth with some hidden cameras to something more transcendental, giving people hope, right? That's what we do. And I'm gonna stand here because I just feel like I'm filming a video for the audience. Um, And as we ascended into that higher purpose, which I think we all understand that we have, um, we have suffered through triumph and disaster along the way in a similar fashion to what I wrote about in my book. You know, the first chapter was called Suffering. So the line that separates good and evil passes not through the states, nor classes, nor political parties, but right through every single human heart, to quote Solzhenitsyn. So that line in the sand becomes more clear the deeper we go in investigating these powerful institutions. So 
over the last uh, over the last few weeks, um, I have felt a lot of despair and uh, a lot of e seen a lot of evil and felt overcome with various emotions over the last few weeks. You could say I've seen glimpses of heaven and hell, of darkness and light. But what I take away from these is the gratitude that I have um, for many of you, for most of you. And there is such goodness in so many of you that I have seen, and I am grateful for that. And the generosity and goodwill we have steadily built over the past 13 years with so many people. I've received thousands of text messages and phone calls from people all over the world concerned about my well-being. But as I was going through this process, I reflected upon my appreciation for many of you. What makes us great is that we do this work because we actually believe in it, right? We actually believe in this. It shocks people that we do, and we have a passion for it, and we have principle. Like I know, you know, we don't sell out. I think that's fair, at least most of us. Um, we have a passion for doing the right thing in a visual way, no matter what. That's what binds us. I know many of you have experienced this despair alongside of me um, in the last couple weeks. One of you just told me the other day that you'd go work at Walmart at the night shift so that you could do this during the day. That's what one of you said to me. I, I believe you. Rather than sell out. In fact, I know this is true for many of you, and many more out there who wish to be part of this. It's true. I remember back in the beginning, 13 years ago, when I had like no money, I would have to use bubble gum, duct tape. I think you were around during that time. I keep looking at you because I've known you since Andrew Breitbart. And my grandmother's chinchilla, I literally had to place a Project Veritas sticker on a piece of cardboard that I ripped off from my dad's cardboard and stick it to a microphone at Radio Shack because I had no money to buy a flag mic. And this was after experiencing a meteoric high of the acorn story. I was up and I was down. Um, and I was broke again. And I was arrested. And then crashed down to a meteoric low, back in the carriage house, resorting once again to bubble gum and duct tape to achieve the NPR investigation that took us yet again to a meteoric high. I was so broke that I had to scribble my name and phone numbers on pieces of paper because I had no business cards. And so the saga continues. Back then, there were no employees and no budget. Um, but I felt the same sensation this week. I feel the sensation right now. As Steve Jobs once wrote about being fired from Apple, the company he founded, quote, the heaviness of being successful was replaced by the lightness of being a beginner again. Less sure about everything. It freed me to enter one of the most creative periods of my life. So back then, I trudged on. I want to pause that right there. You notice what he just said right there? He said... Basically, this heavy job that I've had doing this, this heaviness is now lifted. And the ease of just doing the work again. I mean, obviously, he was quoting there. But that's, that's incredible. That is an incredible line from James O'Keefe. And that's what he's, he's been living with this pressure. Imagine what he's about ready to be able to do. Let's go ahead and play this. Now, there's going to be a few times where he chokes up, and rightfully so, man. This guy's got a lot into this. Like, uh, it, this isn't a game for him. This isn't a job for him. This is a lifestyle for him. Let's go ahead and keep, keep rolling. From the back of a stretch limo in D.C., two guys, I was on federal probation, so I couldn't be there, but two of my 
Volunteers dressed like Muslim Brotherhood fundamentalists armed with hidden cameras, Project Veritas was born again in 2011 for a second time. A couple of donors eventually became 100,000 donors present day. 100,000 donors they have, wow. After almost a decade and a half of 85-hour work weeks, sometimes traveling 300 days a year, I am on the road, packing multiple meetings in a day, and plenty of blood, sweat, and tears, the likes of which I could never have possibly fathomed. The external threats and pressure inflicted against myself and some of us has been unimaginable. I'm going to summarize them. Handcuffed by the FBI on two separate occasions, 12 years apart, having my phones confiscated and private information leaked to the New York Times, being placed on effective house arrest for three years between May of 2010 and May of 2013, being sued dozens of times, being served two separate criminal grand jury subpoenas in New Hampshire in the last 10 years, getting pursued in a high-speed chase by a New Jersey education union official on Interstate 80 in Passaic, deposed many times, suffered through mediation with insurance companies where they had all of our emails, they had everything, but they evidently didn't have anything on me. Getting my home raided by the FBI, having my loved ones put in handcuffs in the hallway, and having our office destroyed by a hurricane, literally a hurricane, which forced us into a temporary workplace before rebuilding and stirred up disgruntled employees, including grievances about me, which I will get to in a minute. The list goes on. Even so, as a former board member told me 10 years ago, Project Veritas will never be stopped from the outside. It will only be because we stopped ourselves, right? I'll get to that too in a minute. Prophetic as it may be, that is exactly where we find ourselves in the situation today. A situation where I've been stripped of my authority as CEO and removed from the board of directors. I bet you didn't know that. I'll get to that in a minute. Contrary to what public statements may say. And by the way, I have copies for this. I will not give them to you yet. I will give them to you after I'm done. And there are board minute meetings, which you'll all get a copy of, that read as follows. Quote, James O'Keefe indefinitely suspended as CEO without compensation, February 10th. Yes. Quote, indefinite suspension of James O'Keefe from the board, dated February 10th, five days before the statement, saying that I'm still the CEO. I don't know why this is happening now, or specifically why this is happening suddenly right now. As you know, at the helm of Veritas, I've never allowed or entertained speculation. I only report the facts. I think you know this. You're, work, you're involved in hiring. <laughs> but don't you know that so many people want to go beyond the facts? I'm adamant that I'm only going to stick to the facts. So much so that sometimes we don't hire people if they want to pontificate and opine about what's going on in society. And I've had people leave because they don't agree with this vision. Okay. Of what a journalist ought to do. But fortunately, I have recordings and documents to back up everything I'm about to tell you. And it gets so crazy. Everything I'm about to tell you, I have documentation and proof. So you don't have to say I wasn't there. You can listen to it and watch it for yourself. It gets pretty crazy here, folks. Trust me. So. What he says. I'm about a quarter of the way through here. 
I have to play this for you mostly in its entirety so that you guys can make your... For the last 13 years, I've been the same person I've always been, probably better than I used to be. Uh, These are adjectives some people used. uh, Tough, uh, hard-charging, driven, creative, exacting. I have extremely high standards and somewhat disorganized. I don't ask you how your Thanksgiving was, okay? Or the names of your siblings, although... A good leader probably should. I don't do that. I ask a lot of you, a lot of you, but I don't ever ask you to do anything I haven't myself done and continue to do. All right. I haven't always been the most compassionate leader. All right. I want to stop it right there for a minute. So at this point, he's addressing the people, the 16 people that wrote that letter that leaked that I read to you two weeks ago. He's addressing them. He's like, look, guys, I know that I'm not a compassionate man. Folks. Eli is my best friend in the world. He's like a brother to me. And there's times where I, I do not, I'm not treating Eli like crap, but I'm not treating him well. I'm not, I, I am built for something different than maybe he's built for. I've been doing this for a long time. He sees all of this going on for the first time in his life. He doesn't know what to think of this. He's just beat down with bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news every day. He doesn't, he, he, it's hard for people to understand under you. Like people in LFA TV, they'll text me, they'll email me. They might not get nothing back. People in the audience might text me, email me. They might not get, get nothing back. It's not because I try. It's because I don't want to talk to you. It's because you are up to here constantly. And if I am, I can't even imagine what James is. So he's addressing them going, look, I, I, I appreciate you. I'm sorry I never had to say that. To, I never said that, but I didn't think I had to. So now at this point, he's not addressing the board or anything like that. He's addressing these people that he worked with. Then when he gets to the board, it gets a lot crazier. And I'm not going to talk for a lot because I want you guys to hear it from him. I just want to throw my two cents in here because that is what commentary is during a video. So let's get back to it here. Um, And that is admittedly a fault of mine. Something I need to work on. But I remember when I was back in the carriage house in the beginning, there was a journalist in the beginning, and he pointed this out to me. He said, you, know, you need to be more compassionate. Talk, ask me about my life. And it hurt him that I wasn't more compassionate towards him. Personally, I told him it was difficult for me to change myself. But this experience stayed with me, and I always have known this about myself. I've tried to do a better job of that, but the truth is I've been very hurried, hurried, very busy, pressed for time every day, trying to pack in so much in a day, I think you all know this in meetings. I'm busy because I'm trying to get so much done in an hour, all the while moving at the speed of light to raise as much money to hire more people to take care of you guys in a fundamental way, although I may not be good at communicating the reasons why I am that way. I'm doing as much as I humanly possibly can so I could build this place out and do more. And that's what we did every year, each year since 2010. Growing every year, sometimes doubling our revenue, doubling our impact. I have a chart here, which again, I'm gonna hand to you, um, uh, the chart of the growth every year. I have never slowed down. I recognize that perhaps I should, but number one, there's a trade-off to slowing down. And number two, um, I need the right leaders around me in order to do that. So along the way, there has been much turnover, replacing people with better people. This was painful to me and to many of you who witnessed it. But that has always been happening since day one. There was turnover 10 years ago when I had to fire a friend from college. 
All right, I want to just take this back there because I didn't have the – what he was showing was – I want to take this back just a little bit. What he was showing there was the financials, what like what the financials looked like when with him in charge, showing you that there's no reason to oust me when the company has shown seen this much success. Let's bring that portion of that video back up. This is him showing the years from 2012. They brought in 738,000 in 2020. Their revenue was 22 million, and that was because of work that James O'Keefe did. As the CEO, he's at this point, he's saying, you have no reason to oust me. This was clearly because of Pfizer, clearly political. Let's do that again. Here we go. The growth every year. I have never slowed down. I recognize that perhaps I should. But number one, there is a trade off to slowing down. And number two, um, I need the right leaders around me in order to do that. So along the way, there has been much turnover, replacing people with better people. This was painful to me and to many of you who witnessed it. But that has always been happening since day one. There was turnover 10 years ago when I had to fire a friend from college. Let's just uh, maybe hold off on that until the end. So I'll make sure that everyone has a copy of this. And I don't intend to publish this. This is for you guys internally. Um, I had 10 years ago, I had to fire a friend from Rutgers. That hurt me. It took me months to get over this. I never discussed this. I felt for him, but it was the conflict that ate at me, but I had to do it. See, leadership has a price and results often come at a human cost. Maybe fewer in this world, present day, are willing to pay that price. Many people want the fruits of leadership, such as its power, results, Twitter followings, secondary effects, But the price of the responsibilities, burdens, trials, hardships, difficult decisions, or just sheer suffering, I don't think people want that. And all through the years, things... All right, I want to stop it here because I want to just answer a question that a lot of people have been asking, and I promise I'll go right back to it, okay? And while I'm answering this question, let's bring up the live Twitter ticker and watch that thing drop. This is live view of... Project Veritas's Twitter account, it started out a lot higher, 20,000 higher than this just a while back. All right, so we'll keep that up. A lot of people go, how can you get ousted out of a company you started? Look at Steve Jobs. So what happens is as the company grows, right, you need more revenue. There's only a few places you can go to get this revenue. We get it mostly from our donors, just like Project Veritas does, right? But sooner or later, you get to a point where you need investors, right? To do these really big projects that you just can't rely on donors to bring in that kind of money, right? So what happens is in order for you to bring in investors, people buy their way into ownership of the company. And when they do that, there is a board that's created. And then a board based on shares or based on agreements, everybody has an equal say-so or a somewhat equal say-so. And so many board members can then oust even the person who started the company at some point. This was, you know, James O'Keefe made the right move for when he needed to make the right move. And now that right move ended up coming back to bite him in the butt. Not because of anything that James O'Keefe did, but because of something that the devil's doing. Something that the, the board, the people that are running Project Veritas, they're either spooked by Pfizer, threatened by Pfizer, scooped, spooked by the government, owned by the government. But whatever it is, folks, when this Pfizer video came out, that is what was the, was the nail in the coffin for whoever wanted him out.
So, ladies and gentlemen, yes, they sold out at Project Veritas. They ousted him. And then you'll understand what he did when he came back and why he has actually resigned. But he's really been fired and resigned. It's really odd. I just wanted to clear that up because I know there was a lot of people with those questions. Uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go back to the Project Veritas video. I apologize. Uh, here we go now. It's fundamentally continued on an upward trajectory for this place, albeit turnover and I'm a hard guy to work for sometimes. We file our annual tax return. A public tax return is required by the IRS. And my compensation is set by an independent board of directors via a compensation committee. Um, at four times a year, our chief financial officer has submitted company financials to the board. That's every quarter. And our board approves it in quarterly meetings. All three members of the C3 were present. And we have subjected both the C3 and the C4 to audits from outside independent accounting agencies each and every year. That happens. That has always been happening. Nothing about how I've conducted myself over the past 13 years has really fundamentally changed until now. So what has changed in the last three weeks? He's going to tell you what's changed in the last three weeks at Project Veritas. What has changed? Somebody said, what's Pfizer got the to do with it? The only thing that has changed is that we broke the biggest story in our organization's history. Amen. You know that one I'm talking about? Pfizer. Amen. The, week, the last week of January. With 50 million views. That like broke the record by like 10x. Our video became a global phenomenon. Sure did. It was about Pfizer and one of the directors discussing mutating the virus. Our confrontation video where he locked me in a pizza restaurant with you and you and he smashed the equipment and called the police. Um, that became a phenomenon and was riveting television for our audiences glued to their screens. That was my probably my, one of my favorite things that ever happened. It was just really unbelievable. To, it was like true, true to be false and seemingly too false to be true, but it was real. <laughs> That's crazy. If someone else is here, you can let him in. Somebody Hello, said he, come on in. he heard a gay guy's feelings. <laughs> Just giving a few remarks to the team here. So Wait until he right actually moment. drops bombs on the board so, and laughs. The it's only great. thing that changed were these videos. Outlets in India and China cover the story. And our social media exploded like never before. Our employees and board members' Twitter accounts also exploded like never before. Pfizer even put out a non-denial denial, like you always capture these things where they basically admitted they were mutating the virus, albeit they buried this admission in jargon. But it was still an admission. Amen. And it was extraordinary that Pfizer responded to us with an admission, not denying that this guy was who he was. <laughs> what an amazing turn of events. That is the only thing that's changed in 13 years of me being who I am. And then suddenly, an unusual emergency happened hmm. just a few days after that. I think we have one more person here. If we could let him in. This is so where, suddenly. This is where it starts getting real. An unusual. Good. And I'm going to take you through this. I'm going to take you what, through what happened. Some of you don't know these things. Hello. We're talking about the story we broke. An unusual emergency happened. On Thursday, February 2nd. That's a few days after the Pfizer story. I was informed by an officer of Project Veritas on the phone while en route to the airport that he would resign unless I stepped down as CEO. We've been having a conflict of visions, him and I, 
over fundraising. Were they in fundraising here? I guess no one from fundraising is here. I don't know. There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. I was told, and I'm paraphrasing, by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10X dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, but that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm going to paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't have, I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed. And I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We don't measure our success only in terms of how much money we bring in. We measure our success in terms of our impact. Remember Acorn? I don't think I raised a single dollar off that. I had a stack of media coverage to the ceiling. We measure our success in terms of what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. The day prior, I had informed him in front of his colleagues that he, if he wasn't willing to follow my lead, he'd be shown the door. I tried to deal with it privately, but I was unsuccessful. And the disagreement boiled over publicly in a staff meeting. The next day, this individual refused to resign, so I fired him. Later that same day, that's Feb Thursday, February 2nd, a few days after the 50 million views Pfizer videos, I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company, receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing the, the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. It became clear to me in that moment I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. I bet you didn't know that. I have a copy of the, the emergency meeting here for you guys to take a look at. It's, it's in writing. You could read it. You don't have to be there. You can read the minutes. They're official board minutes. They're written by a lawyer. My first question on the phone to this guy, my colleague, as I was staring at this agenda when the stewardess was asking me to get off the phone, was, quote, what are we going to tell our supporters if I'm removed from my position? I think that's the first question. I, mean, I had 100 questions, but that was the first one. My colleague, who is an officer of Project Veritas, responded by saying our supporters wouldn't have to find out. What? Sounds like something you would get in the Claire McCaskill campaign. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd, it sounds like something you would expose. I was so shocked by this. And again, the stewardess was asking me to get off the phone. I was in, I, I guess you could say that I was in a state of complete shock. How would our supporters not be informed of such an enormous thing? It, it was a lapse in judgment so severe that it was itself a fireable offense to make a statement. Think about that. Let's stop for a minute. I've got to stop for a minute. So his board member said to him, we could do this without the donors having to know. We could literally get rid of James O'Keefe without the donors having to know. Are you insane? That's what James is like. He said the very notion of this alone was a fireable offense. That's mutiny at the very highest level. He's still the CEO. How do we do this without getting the without without the without the donors knowing? Oh my lanta, folks! By the way, we're going to be going late tonight. Just so you know, like that. It was a lapse in judgment so severe 
it was, it was impossible to hide my removal from my position at Veritas to anybody. As the CEO and chief fundraiser, I have to explain the context of my role to thousands of people 300 days a year on the road while soliciting them for funds so that I can pay you. And I knew many of our supporters and donors would not like that change. If I was removed from the chief decision maker at the organization I founded, I share who we are, our vision, our structure, our strategy with everybody. In fact, hiding something so fundamental from people is something that we stand against in principle, particularly with the amount of scrutiny that we're under. The doors closed, the plane took off, but somehow, over the next few hours, I was able to convince the board to push this emergency meeting to that Monday, February the 6th. The very next day, and this is where things get really bizarre. Let's remove that. So fasten your seatbelts. The very next day, on Friday, this is now Friday, February 3rd, a board member reached out to one of our journalists and stated, quote, you get a raise if there is a restructure without James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. I have a copy of the text message, and I'll give it to all of you. You get a raise if you get rid of Joe, uh, uh, of James O'Keefe. I redacted O'Keefe. the name of the journalist. The board member deleted the message, but not before our journalist took screenshots. Good job, journalist. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, On journalists. Sunday, February 5th, now that's... Sunday, two days after the Friday, a board member requested my presence at his home. He informed me, quote, you had nothing to do, James, with this Pfizer story, unquote. Perplexed by this, I took out my iPad and showed him a video of myself confronting the Pfizer executive, which had 11 million views on YouTube. He responded, quote, but that was after the undercover video had already been done. Unquote. I pointed out that the brave journalist, and many of you know who this person is, I'm not going to name anyone, who recorded the interaction was someone that I had to sit down over a year prior, remember, over dinner, for hours, talking off the proverbial ledge, insisting he take the long, arduous road to get the story about Pfizer, and indeed he did. The board member responding to me saying that said he did not know that and admitted that another board member was persuading him to the contrary. In the meeting, that's now the, we're fast forwarding to Monday two weeks ago, on the 6th, I offered an apology letter to the board for my tone of voice in the office at the leadership meeting the week before, that I intended to also share that apology for my tone of voice with our staff. But the board refused to accept my apology, nor believe that it was sincere. They also did not support my sending it to the staff. Of course they didn't. I imagine many of you didn't even know that I drafted an apology. Then I was subject to a six and a half hour listing of grievances, which included taking black cars to meetings. I don't know the significance of the color of the vehicle. And taking a few charter jets over the years to pack multiple PV meetings in a day. One of those jets, I think we had a meeting in New York, Wisconsin, and California in the same day, and it, and it, and it raised $2 million. But the revenue part was omitted. There was also some truly bizarre grievances, including my failure to record audio in one encounter at a bar in upstate New York, and an allegation that I 
stole a pregnant woman's sandwich <laughs> in federal court. Wow. There were also discussions from a few staffers with donors in the boardroom. Donors were listening to some of this, and some of these were sent directly to donors without my consent. Donors who have no knowledge of my personal life and have no business asking questions about my personal life about girls I've dated in the past. This is where it gets emotional. A fundraising colleague relayed, and again, this is going to start getting really strange, but I'm... This, this board meeting was video recorded. We'll get to that in a minute. A fundraising staffer relayed, quote, concerns about my behaviors regarding videos where I, quote, literally chased a Twitter executive around New York. By acclamation from all of you in 2022, that video about the Twitter chase was one of the most successful videos. But yet, your colleagues in a boardroom were expressing concerns about it. Every board member previously communicated their love of that video, but none pushed back in that moment when the staffer criticized it. Why? The attacks were so severe against me personally in that boardroom, and again, this is all video recorded, and I suggest that you ask for that. I will not provide that to you. This, it, the attacks were so severe that one board member asked, quote, is there anything James O'Keefe is good at? Wow. Wow. That's what your board member said. Wow. Oh, and by the way, this meeting was video recorded. I'm going to keep saying that. You may want to ask existing board members if they want to share that entire video with you. I suggest you request the entire seven hour or so video to see for yourself what actually happened. You don't have to have been there. You simply need to watch the video and hear all of the testimony. After the six hours, I was asked what I had to say for myself. I was given about 10 seconds to respond. So I just want to stop right here. Let's take a break real quick. We're going to leave it here and we're going to come right back to this. He was grilled for six and a half hours and he was given 10 seconds to respond. Sound like they had their mind made up? See what the LFA family says. Be brave. Do something. I can't share this on Facebook. Wow. Pat Millie says, shush. There I am getting shushed again. Sorry about that. Um, his board members must all be swamp creatures and deep state Minnesota Patriots. Please fill your gas tanks and get food. They have possible two feet of snow tomorrow. There's a good, uh, where's the ticker? We'll bring the ticker back here in just one second. What a bunch of creeps. They are going down. They are done without James O'Keefe. I agree. hundred percent done. They're done for sure. Now, thank God James O'Keefe did this. I was waiting for him to do this. Here's the live ticker, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the live ticker. We are, uh, since this has started, I don't know how many tens of thousands they've lost, but they've lost a lot. Now, James O'Keefe is going to go, and he's going to do great things. He doesn't need them. They need him. This is exactly what the left wanted. You're exactly right, 100% right. He was hijacked. Oh, there it goes. There goes the ticker. Bye-bye. Make sure you also unfollow them on Instagram, unfollow them on Getter, unfollow them on Facebook. Uh, this is just the Twitter uh, ticker that I'm showing right here. We, get, we can have our own tickers here on LFA TV Network just like CNN uh, does. But I think our tickers are a little bit better, don't you? I think our tickers are a little bit better. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we go back to the video, like I said, we're going to be running late tonight. Uh, probably producer Eli will end up leaving. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay right here with you. But I do got to uh, give some sponsors some love uh, real quick. So we'll go ahead and we'll do two of our sponsors back to back. And then we'll go right back to it because the rest of the story gets even weirder, if you can believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, EnviroCleanse, EnviroCleanse, EnviroCleanse. We've got three new people or three people that just got their EnviroCleanse units tonight uh, or today. I cannot wait to hear your testimonies on that. Most people say they have no dust in their home anymore. A lot of people say that they can actually uh, sleep laying down when they used to have to sleep sitting up. Other people say that they can feel hair going in through their nostrils uh, uh, that they've never felt because their nose is constantly plugged. We've got people with COPD and asthma who also have great testimonies, folks. EnviroCleanse units. You don't have to pay for them all at once. You go to ekpure.com. Use the promo code LFA. You can make payments on this and you can start literally breathing better and getting rid of 85% of the toxins in your house. Okay? And not only... So just go to ekpure.com, ladies and gentlemen. But let's eat and... Breathe together. Also, do not forget, folks, all of us here, so many of us here, hundreds, are, have taken the, the uh, Field of Greens challenge. We continue to, uh, to consume Field of Greens every day because it gives us all of our daily uh, dose of uh, our servings of vegetables and fruits, all organic, no preservatives, none of that crap. It's all natural, ladies and gentlemen. It is truly super organic food, and uh, I, I can promise you between Field of Greens and EnviroCleanse, those two things right there, you will not make a better investment. So go to fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, and EnviroCleanse. Uh, go to ekpure.com and use the promo code LFA. Let's get right back to it, folks, because there's a lot to get through. And I know I have other stories tonight. So let's get back to it. We've got a good uh, 15 minutes left of this video alone. And then I'll count, I'll crunch all the other stories in at the end. But this is very important. This is one of our own. And uh, I think this is going to show you where we go with news in this country in the future. Here we go. And then I was dismissed. Then, and I'm reading from board minutes, drafted by lawyers who are taking a record of what the board members said and did, a vote was called to strip me of all of my authority and decision-making at this organization for half a year. That's 180 days. Again, it's in the board minutes. You'll have a copy of it. It says, quote, the CEO's ability to make these decisions suspended for 180 days with such power transferred to the executive director. The executive director reports to the board. The CEO is placed on leave for two weeks and the CEO's access to donors is restricted. So I can't talk to donors. I can't raise money. Let's see. Okay. My first question before I was dismissed, I asked how the remaining team will manage the company and what the plan was. That's something you, you had said, what's the plan? But they didn't provide one. It was clear they didn't actually have one. And then I was dismissed. So I went off the grid as requested, went hiking with Kennedy in the mountains. Within a few days of going off the grid, I started receiving missed calls and texts from the same board members and officers who demanded I be gone. One of those was from me. <laughs> they informed the staff that they're waiting to hear from me. I found that odd. There was a corporate resolution demanding that I be gone for two weeks. I was a little worried about violating the corporate resolution, <laughs> wouldn't you? This was while I was commanded by a motion of a board to be literally gone on paid leave for two weeks. And then an officer 
at Project Veritas took a screenshot of my red receipts of text messages and distributed them to you, saying, quote, you owe your team a response, please allow communication. This was during the time when I was required by the board to be gone. Then, it's going to get stranger. <laughs> then, and again, I'm going to give you copies of all this. Then, <laughs> on February 10th, you guys don't know what I'm about to tell you. Another board meeting occurred. Again, I'm gone. With the meeting's minutes reflecting that they had indefinitely suspended me from the board, by this time they had stripped me of all of my authority as CEO. During the time I was on leave, they kicked me off the board. So I can't be a CEO if I have no authority. I can't make any decisions. I'm not allowed to access any donor names. I wasn't even sure what my job was or if I even had a job. Right now, I actually don't. I'm not sure what my job here is. In the board minutes, it says that I no longer have a paycheck and I'm indefinitely suspended from this organization. Five days later, after that, on February 15th, a statement was put out by this organization, by this organization's executive director, saying, quote, James has not been removed from Project Veritas. Five days after they removed me from Project Veritas. James is the hardest working person I've ever met. Those who know him know he will not take time off unless forced to. We read that. Absent from the statement was the actions of the board to remove me from the board and remove me as CEO. I don't know why they omitted that part. Later on the 15th, the same day, while hiking with Kennedy, Peavy put a statement by quote tweeting a picture of me with him saying, there is nothing better than enjoying a well-deserved vacation. That tweet failed to mention that by then I had been removed from the board and indefinitely suspended as CEO. Why didn't they put that part in? This is where things get really messed up. A few days later, an officer sent an email to the board with bizarre hyperbole and innuendo about certain expenses related to our business needs. These included, and you can't make this up, that Project Veritas paid for James O'Keefe's down payment of his wedding. I got a chuckle out of this. I'm not married. <laughs> um, I've never been married. I do hope to get married one day. In fact, I got married to you in Oklahoma. But that was pretend. Um, I'm not married. <laughs> that was fun. I've never been married. Everyone enjoyed it. We rented a charter bus. We all went down. Everyone enjoyed that musical. Or at least I thought. I'm not married, but the truth of the expense, the $12,000, was that it was a payment for our annual Project Veritas Christmas party. Remember that? Where you guys were there? Some of you brought your spouses? John, you the were there. The officer lied by omission. <laughs> excluding the purpose of paying the $12,000 for the wedding venue. It looked like Project Veritas was reimbursing me for a wedding venue. Why would the officer lie like that? There were also, again, bizarre complaints, and this is where you come in, Asha, <laughs> about taking too many trips to too many meetings over the course of a year. I think there were like 305 cars I had taken to meetings and donors and journalism assignments, including all the, quote, black cars taken from airports to various meetings. I have a copy of that, so you don't have to take my word for it. The officer stated to the board, this is on February 13th this week, that we should do things such as, quote, reschedule meetings 
And the IRS would prefer Zoom meetings over in-person meetings. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. My lawyers got a real laugh out of that one. I bet they did. Over the last couple of days. And again, I have a copy of these. You can read them for yourselves. The wedding. There's a line item here. It omits the purpose of the expense. It was for a project. You were there. You were dressed in your amazing Christmas clothes. I remember it was beautiful. It was like a Christmas PJ blazer thing you had on. That was that one. You were there. It wasn't a wedding. It wasn't a wedding. I, it was a great outfit. I, I remember that was what I remember from that, and we sang "Oh, What a Beautiful Morning." But it wasn't. A, I didn't get married. It was a Project Veritas Christmas party. Our Christmas party this year cost about twice as much. That, that one was about twelve thousand bucks. Okay. Project Pfizer, more like it. And I have the line item here that sent to the board about the black cars. Too many, too many, too many car trips. Too many black cars, apparently. And by the way, Zoom meetings over in-person meetings is not how you raise money and not how you conduct your journalism. Amen. It's hard to get the content over a screen. Ask our journalists if that works to produce a story. In fact, I would maybe ask you guys to ask these guys how you're supposed to do your jobs without taking, quote, black cars around. I don't know how I can do my job here if I can't transport myself around the United States. It, it, it actually doesn't make any actual sense, does it? None of this makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And why is it all happening right now? Hmm. Those are the questions I have. I don't have answers. That's what you guys are journalists. Maybe you can go find the answers. I don't know. After this series of events, I wrote a letter to the board on February 16th with the proposal. Many of you have not seen this, but this is what I sent to them which I, I guess they haven't shared this with you, but I'm going to share it with you now. With a proposal that the board members resign by the end of this past week, we're now past that point, or I'll be forced to walk away. All right. And this is what I wrote. Right, right, right there. Let's just stop it right there. Do you understand what James O'Keefe just said? So they ousted him. They removed him. They sent him away. They told him, you're not allowed to access donors. You're not allowed to talk. By the way, that was his job. He was chief fundraiser. He was CEO and chief fundraiser. You're not allowed to access donor information. You're not allowed to talk to the audience. You're not allowed to be on social media. You're not allowed to really do anything during this time away. Then what happened was people like LFA TV, people like others started going, nope, these letters are nothing but bullshit. We know that this is wrong. We know that this is not right. We know James. He's one of us. We're the ones out here fighting. We know him. And we knew something was wrong. And we started flooding Project Veritas. That is when they said, why aren't you answering your phone? He says, leave me alone. You told me to leave. What am I supposed to do? Answer your phone. Answer your phone. Answer your phone. They tried to bring him back so they could give the illusion that James O'Keefe was going to stay there. So you know what James O'Keefe says when he comes back? Here's my proposal to you. Every single one of you losers on that board, all of you resign or I'm out. So not only did they remove him from his position and oust him as CEO and chief fundraising officer. But he also resigned when he came back and said, you better resign. This is my company. I started it. Resign or, you, or, or, or I'm out. And that's where he is right now. That's what he just said. He's like, matter of fact, I got a proposal for you. You resign right now. What a boss move. What a boss move. Let's go back. 
Dear Board, and I'm not going to provide the whole thing, but I'll provide the meat and potatoes. Over the last two weeks, I've carefully followed the board's directive to take a vacation and avoid contacting donors. Of course, donors called me. My, my phone was being lit up with thousands of phone calls. One donor even I posted a video. She was upset about how she was portrayed in the grievances. Remmers was her name. She posted a video saying the grievance was a total lie. My understanding is one of the officers of this organization responded to that by calling the donor a liar. The officer wasn't there. Why would the officer call the woman with the sole authority on the matter who was there? Why would he call her a liar? I don't know the answer to that question. Your actions over the same period to undermine Veritas and its future, including airing confidential employment matters publicly, has broken trust. I cannot in good conscience return to such a mismanaged organization. I have, no, I have not responded privately or publicly because there is no rational, appropriate response for the emotional circus that has been created by your actions. I expect the board to resign by the end of the week. Woo! Project Veritas, including any employees who choose to stay, will go on under my leadership with newly appointed professional board members and officers prepared to exercise their duty of care and duty of loyalty to the organization. That's what a board does. They exercise duty of loyalty and duty of care. What they shouldn't do is try to destroy an organization. That's not what a board member does. I will return to work on Monday, that's today, and work with the remaining team to go forward with our mission. Short of this action, I cannot in good faith return to the employment of an organization with leaders who are attacking me personally, Amen. making false and unsupported claims of improper management of resources about weddings and black cars, improperly airing employment issues related to me and others at Project Veritas. I did not leak that document, and I would swear to it under oath. Whoa, that's a man. But it probably swear. wasn't the best idea to march employees into a boardroom. That's never happened in any boardroom in the history of boardrooms. And that's one of the reasons why our donors are so upset. That doesn't happen. Ruining our reputation in front of supporters and donors and leaking confidential information and fabricating stories. One of our ethical rules is we don't lie to our audience. I've never lied to our audience in 13 years. But I was stripped of all decision making last week. And you guys put out a statement lying to your audience. That's right. Calling them out right to their faces. What a quitting. And there's nothing I could do about it. What a quitting statement. Because I was stripped of all my decision making. I was removed from CEO. I was asked to be gone until the 20th. It is now the 20th. I asked the board to resign for their conduct, and they did not. So? So currently, I have no job at Project Veritas. I have no position here based upon what the board has done. So I'm announcing to you all that today on President's Day, I'm packing up my personal belongings. On President's Day. Here. I don't really have much in this room that belongs to me. I guess a painting, a diploma, some personal things. It won't fill much. Maybe it'll fill my Kia. I'm packing up my personal, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. From headquarters and I'm intending to start anew. Let's go. I don't have the answers to why they've been doing this or why board members were going directly to employees to collect grievances on the week of our biggest story ever. Or why our board members were going to employees directly to discuss removing me from this organization 
even saying I'll give you a raise if James is removed. That might be illegal. I don't know. But why would they do it the week of our biggest story ever? But I'm confident that those reasons and motivations will come to light. To borrow an old expression, the public has a right to know what has happened here and why there was a concerted effort to remove me from the organization I founded the same week of our biggest story we ever had. Almost done. This is very difficult. Imagine it is. And I'm filming this for the staff. You know, sorry you couldn't be physically here, but this is for internal distribution. My, my dear team, I do love many of you. I never said it, those words, but I'll say it now. Ouch. I want to go back to the beginning of what I said and express how important so many of you are to me. How I still believe we have a long and bright future together somehow, some way. And to share my profound appreciation for many of you. When I left the office, and this is where I'm going to get emotional, so please forgive me. When I left the office on February 6th after being stripped of all my authority, I saw my father and gave him a hug. Realizing just how honest and real of a man he is. Both my parents are as genuine and down to earth as a son could ever have. It's true you never really know someone until you go through hell with them. You see, back in the carriage house 13 years ago, the feds would come to my home to make sure that I was inside my house administering random drug tests and rifling through my expenses to make sure I wasn't lying about the strawberry ice cream I bought at 7-Eleven. I didn't have any money, but they went through my debit card statements and tried to get me to sign things to prove I wasn't lying. There were federal agents showing up at my parents' house. There were no donors, there were no supporters, and I was not trending on Twitter. My father went through this hell with me and stood up to those bullies on the front lawn and told them to stop harassing our family. And at that point, that's all I had was him. I was otherwise completely alone. I will never forget that. Now the good news, we're no longer alone. We have millions of Americans who do, who also know who I am. In fact, sorry. In fact, you have, and we all have watched their overwhelming support. They see the truth. They know who I am. I also know many of you know who I am, and you know what's right, right? You know, you, you're, you're, you're people of principle here, people in this room. And this now may be your moment of truth. Let's go. One of you called me from a closet the day of the 7th after I was suspended, the day after I was let go. That's what it's like there. People are calling from closets. You crying. Scared. I never, heard, I never heard that tone before. I told you it was going to be okay. You were afraid of what was happening here. You said, this is really hard, this is really hard to take. I can't take this anymore. I told you that I struggled alongside you, although I wasn't physically there. I told you that I loved you. A number of us told each other that we loved one another. It was the first time I've shared that sentiment with a colleague. It was a very real moment. 
a very beautiful moment, a touching moment where we were bound together. Many of us were really bound together in that moment, and I was grateful for that. I recognize just how honest and real many of you are in your souls, that you are amazing people. We have some really amazing people here, with men with brass balls and women with the courage of a lion. And it really, what I, what I drew from this experience is the gratitude that I have, you know, for so many of you. And that's, and as I was going through this horrible pain where I lost eight pounds and couldn't sleep for five days, I was actually overcome with this amazing gratitude. True story. I was, I was that's really Jesus, feeling James. it. And, and I, and I'm grateful for that because I've All right. experienced something so I never had. There's only a couple minutes left. And really what he says is we're going on. We're going to, I'm going to start a new, I'm not sure what the new name will be, but I'm going to continue on. And the greatest thing about this is James is free. James is free from a board. James is free from the stain that is in as far as in the news Project Veritas, okay? The FBI, the CIA, everybody hates Project Veritas. And James is going to free himself from that. And he's going to be free. He's going to be free to be him again. He's going to have millions of dollars coming in from hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, if not 100,000 donors. And let's just check one more time that Twitter, oh, look at that. Oh, that is a beautiful thing, folks. They just keep losing thousands and thousands of followers. Let's see if we can't get under a million by the end of today, I, tomorrow when we come on, I want to see them under a million. I absolutely love it. There it goes, popping down, 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 down. I want to go down, down, down into a burning ring of fire. I'll burn, 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 and I'll never go much higher. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, let's destroy, because when you go woke, you go broke. When you go woke, you go broke. See you later. Pro Producer Eli is leaving. Probably I should be leaving too, but I've still got news stories to get to. So what I'm going to do, we have 1,310 likes. If you could please hit that thumbs up button, I would really appreciate it, folks. I would really appreciate it. I'm sorry that I played that entire video, but James deserves that. We deserve to play that entire video for James. He deserves us to play that for him, I should say. We cannot watch the most the greatest journalist of our time, leave this company without giving him a proper send-off. We love you, James. There's always a home for you here. I'm sure I'll see and talk to you soon. LFA TV can't afford you, but we're always here to help you, sir. Anything you need, anytime you need to get on air, you know that you can come to us. You know that we have people in LFA TV now, uh, right now that are texting James and actually receiving text messages back. So he's okay. He's happy. He's on his way to bigger and better things. Let's pray that God continues to guide James and we're going to be right there with him. Amen, folks. That's what it's all about. And you're experiencing a rebirth of America. Do not look at this as a bad thing. Now, I just want to tell you real quick, folks, we cannot get to the other stories tonight, but what I can tell you is that there was another explosion in Ohio. There was another explosion in Bedford, Ohio. Um, Monday afternoon, emergency crews responded to a metal factory in Bedford where the company, I, Schumann & Company, produces brass and bronze 
alloys, ladies and gentlemen. Firefighters responded to a large explosion on the 22,500 block of Alexander Road at around 2.30 p.m. local time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that is true. Another, yes, another manufacturing plant explodes. Folks, are we literally going to continue to believe that this is just a matter of coincidence? Let's bring up the side-by-side. Here we go. Thanks, Producer Eli, for getting this all set up before he left today. That's another explosion, folks. Another explosion at another manufacturing plant, a metal manufacturing plant. And I wonder what's going to go into the air. I wonder what's going to go into the air, and I wonder how this happened. Hmm. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, we are under attack. Another explosion in Bedford this time. Ohio. In Bedford, Ohio. And one thing that I want to also play before I leave is now residents in Ohio, in East Palestine, Ohio, are reporting rashes, ladies and gentlemen. Rashes. After the Ohio train derailment. Let's go to the story real quick to East Palestine, Ohio. And this comes more than two weeks after the train derailment threatened the small town. Government Mike, Governor rather Mike DeWine came under criticism for not requesting federal aid sooner. And then his office criticized FEMA over allegations FEMA was not stepping up to help. Meantime, there are new reports that former President Trump will be visiting East Palestine on Wednesday. Trump is expected to meet with community members. And now word that Aaron Brockovich will also be in East Palestine for a town hall meeting. Wow. News Nation was the first network to speak with her after the disaster. Wow. The conditions are so bad that one woman who News Nation has been in contact with has wow. rashes on her body after showering. Let's get to News Nation's Rich McHugh live on the ground in East Palestine and in, in East Palestine, excuse me, in which you spoke with a couple who's already having some negative health effects. Hey, good evening, Natasha. That's right. So the first news is that the CEO of Norfolk Southern was here today, finally after two weeks, showed up met with officials in this church behind me, closed closed door meetings, was escorted in and out by police, but was overheard telling someone he is here in support. The people we're speaking to don't buy it. For instance, they say that the threat, the health threat is real here, real time. Of course one woman, it is. One couple we spoke to went back to their house. We'd interviewed them earlier in the week. They went back to their house today for 30 minutes and had some crazy health effects. Take a look. So we were in the kennel this morning, um, picking up some supplies. We left. I went home to take it to, well, home. I went back to the place where we were being evacuated. Caitlin Schwartzwelder and her boyfriend, Chris, after being evacuated, came back home today. But she says she broke out in a rash almost instantly. I undressed to get into the shower, and I had a rash all over the side of my face, on both sides, and all over my chest. Take a look at these photos of her this morning after coming back on her property. The rash all over her face, neck, and chest. My boyfriend, Chris, also had a rash down his left side. And I mean, to, to this moment right now, I have just a, a really low grade constant headache. They live nearly a mile from the derailment and where Norfolk Southern released the toxins into the air. So there you go. And uh, by the way, somebody on here said that they uh, uh, wanted them to accept the, uh, the codes for their health. Yeah, we reported on that this morning. If you go back and watch this morning's video, we played a video on it and everything. Folks, none of this stuff makes any sense. Now, I did get ahead of Ben Berkwam. Ben Berkwam is not going to be there long enough tomorrow to disperse any of the money that we raised. So tomorrow I will give you a plan or at least a thought of a plan on how we're going to get that money. 
okay, uh, to them. Ben's only going to be going there for a quick stop, and then he's bouncing. So he's not going to be able to do that for us tomorrow. But we will be able to hopefully get a report from Ben on the ground there live tomorrow. Folks, we got to go. But before we go, I do want to uh, give one more sponsor some love here because if without these guys, we don't exist, and I can't skimp on the sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, another way to put a big hit on Pfizer after Pfizer put a big hit out on James O'Keefe is to stop buying any product. That means anything that gives headaches, anything that gives pain relief, muscle relief, go to CBD instead. The, the pharmaceutical company does not have a hold on the CBD companies and the CBD industry, and they want it gone. They want it gone because then they don't get to sell their high-priced drugs that you get addicted to. So go to cbdistillery.com. That is cbdistillery.com. We're also working on... um getting uh, Senator Doug Mastriano on here to talk about what's going on in Ohio as well. So I just wanted to lay that out as we're talking about our sponsor. Again, cbdistillery.com. We've got to fight in every which way we can, and this is one of them. Anyway, guys, I apologize for the show and how it was conducted tonight, but this needed to happen. I needed to show you this entire video for those out there who don't get to watch it. So I'm going to just go. I'm just going to end the show tonight and get going home. Uh, Our producer's already left, and there's not much I can do uh, without him uh, past that. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I believe Trump is on RSBN, so I'll have you guys go watch that. Remember to keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and keep spreading that gospel, guys. Because we are the tip of the spear, and we need you now more than ever. Please click that uh, thumbs up sign if you have not. Continue sharing the video, and I will see you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for Rise Up as we start our nine-hour programming tomorrow morning again. God bless each and every one of you. I love each and every one of you. Have a great night. Peace! That will